Hey everyone, welcome back to Gingerbiz the podcast. We are so happy to have you here today. We're going to be diving into tips to have a successful second half of 2022. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Can you believe that 2022 is already half over? I can't. I try not to think about the fact that 23 is going to be here in a blink of an eye, but it is. So let's make the most out of the second half of the year for our businesses. 2022 is the year of entrepreneurship. After the last two years in a pandemic and seeing so many businesses close down and then more start up, this year will be such a great year for small businesses. It's going to take work, but believe me, you can be successful. So let's make the most of the second half of the year. Here are a few tips to finish off the year on the right foot. Create goals, both big and small. Making a list of small goals that support your larger goals is a great way to get things done, build confidence, and be successful. For every big goal, I have three to five small goals that make the larger goal a little bit more attainable. As I chip away at the small goals, I'm making progress towards the larger one. Think of this as a marathon. To train for a marathon, you don't just start off running 26.2 miles. You do shorter runs leading up to the marathon. So you want to schedule things like a five mile run, a six mile run. Maybe you have a rough day, so you do another five mile run, maybe a three mile run. And as you build your endurance, you start working towards those bigger runs. Now, I've never done a marathon, but rumor has it a lot of marathon runners for the first marathon won't have ever actually ran 26.2 miles before marathon day. They just train so much leading up to it that then on the marathon day, they actually run that full set. Again, I'm not a runner, but I find it interesting because it's not like you have to already be making your goals in order to make your goal. You're constantly just working up towards it and that's totally okay. So for me, I break my days down into attainable goals, which is simply just a to-do list. And then my weeks are governed by the same thing, but slightly bigger. That way, each day I'm chipping away at my overall weekly to-do list, which are my goals, as well as then my monthly and my quarterly and so on. It's like a snowball effect. It's really awesome because it continually gives me the sense of accomplishment and really just supports a positive outlook on working towards those goals. Because if you start off the year thinking that you're going to lose 400 pounds, I know that's an exaggeration, you're probably not going to just lose 400. You're going to lose, okay, fine, let's say 20 pounds. You're going to lose two pounds and then you're going to lose five pounds and then you'll lose 10 pounds and then you'll get to your goal of 20 You don't just all of a sudden wake up one day and boom, you've lost 20 pounds. So make sure that you're being mindful of that with your business goals as well. 
Another thing that's super helpful and will help you get the most out of the second half of this year for your business is lean into your past successes. What has worked well for you in the past? Do it again. While it's important to learn from our mistakes, it's equally as important to learn from our successes. If something has worked well for you in your business, do it again. Try making small adjustments to improve the overall results, but continue to lean into what has worked. Now, you don't want to become complacent and do the same thing over and over, especially if you're not seeing any results that are monumental. But even small results make a huge impact at the end of the day. I think more often than not, if we are successful in the past and other elements and variables have changed around us, we think we have to change that. But we don't. If you're successful in one area, keep doing that and maybe change other things. But again, a past success is still a past success and you can definitely take away from that and use it again in the future. If something has worked well for you and you're getting a good return on investment, keep doing it. If you need to make small adjustments to improve the overall results to get more ROI, do it. But still pull from that success so that you continue to grow that ROI. My next point is to outsource. 2022 is the year to outsource. So if you're not doing it already, you need to consider doing it. Outsourcing can be super challenging, especially for those of us who are control freaks. I'm raising my hand. But it can make a huge and positive impact on our business. We cannot do it all, and we don't have to. Hire a virtual assistant, a marketing manager, an SEO expert. Whatever it is you need to outsource, do it. This will open up time for you to focus on other things, whether it's self-care or building content for your business, whatever it is, that time is valuable. In one of my previous episodes, I mentioned that I enjoy creating the content, but I don't enjoy pinning my pins to Pinterest. So I've outsourced that. I hired a VA who takes care of that for me. They write the title and the description and I create the content. And I still give them the outline of what they need to focus on for the keywords and whatnot, but they're able to come up with that caption for me. And that allows me more time to focus on creating the content or doing a photo shoot or recording a podcast so that I can use my time smart. Because if I was stuck doing the pins, the quality is not going to be as good because I'm not enjoying it. And the quantity is not going to go as well because I'm slow at doing it because I don't enjoy doing it. So outsourcing that has opened up a lot of other avenues for me to continue to grow my success. Automation. Use automation to your benefit. Work smarter, not harder. You will hear me say this time and time again on this podcast because it's so, so important. I am all about systems and automation. Here are a few things that you can automate within your business. Social media. You can use different programs to help you post to social media, such as Planoly, Buffer. Um, There's a couple others. I can't think of all of them. But there's a handful of different programs that you can utilize and apps just that are simply, you know, a touch of a thumb away on your cell phone that you can utilize for social media. You can also make sure that you're automating your social media in regards to the content that you're posting. Canva and things like that are super beneficial to make those graphics or, you know, create the images that you want to go in your social media. Blogging. You can automate your blogging. If you sit down on a Monday and you do six hours of writing blogs, you can automate those to be pushed at a certain time to go live. So what we do is we sit down at the beginning of the week and generally right now I do blogging 
weekly, I will schedule those to go out throughout the week. And then the next week I do that again. And then I'll be sitting at work one day and see that a blog post goes live or someone commented on it. And it's so nice because I may have even forgotten that I scheduled it for that moment because I'm knee deep in some work project or whatever. It's super, super awesome though. Event bookings and registration. Okay, hear me out on this one because I didn't start using um, a registration sort of page or calendar sort of thing with my clients until this year. Okay. Yikes. I should have dove into this a long time ago. Calendly has a thing where you can put all your availability and then people can just book a time with you. This is beautiful. I do it in my full-time job as the HR manager to schedule interviews. I can just send out this little link to a dozen people and they can book a time with me. It's super, super easy. That way it eliminates the back and forth multiple emails. I'm only available this time. Oh, I can't do that time. And I don't have to worry about two people trying to book the same time because I don't know about you, but I've definitely had this happen where I'm like, Hey Susie, I'm available these times. Hey John, I'm available these times. And then Susie and John both pick the exact same time. Okay. That's inconvenient, but I don't want to not offer both those times because if Susie doesn't pick it, but that's the only time that worked for John, I don't want to not say that time. But then it's awkward to go back to John and be like, actually, someone else just snuck in and sold that spot. So this program called Calendly eliminates that step for me. I don't have to do the back and forth. I don't have to stay on top of making sure that someone else didn't steal it out from someone else. It's it's just great. So I use that in my full-time job, but I also started using it for booking photo sessions. What I used to do was send out basically my schedule of availability via email, and it was first come, first serve which is still technically first come, first serve. But this way, if Susie takes a date, John can't see it anymore. So I don't have to worry about double booking or telling someone that they've already missed their opportunity for that availability. It's hugely beneficial. And I love it because it's live immediately. So if I send the link out to multiple people at one time and someone doesn't get on till next week, it's still live for them in that moment. And just any spots that have been taken are gone for them. Another thing that makes it really nice is when I work with branding clients, oftentimes they have a really busy schedule, so it's hard to bounce back and forth and do all this. So they can just look at my schedule 100% and book a time easily. We still have conversation around it to make sure that it works and that we can fit in, you know, the 90 or 120 minute session, but they're able to just snag it that way. It just makes my life so much easier. I'm not going to lie. I used to dread scheduling photo sessions, um, especially over the last year with how busy life has become. It's just not something that I enjoy doing, bouncing back and forth and, oh, no, that's not available or, oh, no, I can't do weekdays or this or that or whatever. Oh, my goodness. I would just dread it and sometimes not even open the email because I was like, okay, I'm just going to get back to this in like a day or two when I'm in a better mental state. But now utilizing um, automation for this has been a lifesaver. It also allows my VAs to know exactly where I'm at and what I'm doing in regards to my availability. So super, super beneficial. Email responding. You can automate it. I mentioned this in a previous episode and I had a couple people reach out about it because they were like, what? Mind blown. So templates. Google calls it canned responses, templates, whatever you want to call it. But having email responses created and ready to go is so, so helpful. So I have different created templates or canned responses that I shoot out for different things. So like family photo sessions, 
uh, wedding bookings. I also have an automated email that goes out every single time someone emails me. Now, I used to find these kind of annoying as the consumer, but it lays the land so it says, hey, I'm going to respond to you within this time frame. Existing clients, you're my top priority, so I'm going to get back to you in this time. New clients, it might take this long, but you'll hear back from me then. And then also if I'm traveling or whatnot, it does let them know that like, hey, response times are going to be longer. That way nobody has to get worried or think that I didn't get their email or whatever the case. So those automated responses are great. But then specific to, again, weddings or family photo sessions or brand clients, I do have a template that I can quickly send to them that gives them all the information they need to know so we can keep the ball rolling even when I don't have time to sit down and write an entire email to them. Plus, at that preliminary stage, it's all going to be the same information. So it just makes sense to utilize a template. One thing that I do generally adjust when I get a wedding inquiry is the venue. Because if it's a venue I've already worked with, I'm going to go in and add a line about how I love that venue and how I've worked with them before and whatever the case is. But generally, the meat and potatoes is a template, and it makes things a lot easier. It also enables my VAs to be able to step in and help if I'm behind on emails or whatever the case may be. They're able then to also keep up on those emails with me because the templates are right there. Another awesome thing to automate is invoice reminders. I know that, you know, depending on what your business is and stuff, you have different payment plans and different structures. For me, I take a 50% retainer for a wedding within 48, excuse me, within 48 hours of them booking. And then the remaining balance is due 60 days prior. Well, it's all automated. So I don't have to remember, oh, I have someone's wedding in 60 days. I need to send this invoice reminder. No, it's automated through my CRM and it just boom, boom, boom. It works seamlessly. Collect the money. Don't even know I'm getting paid. It's great. In fact, um, earlier today I was at a wedding and the client's like, and just like, let me know how much I owe you. I was like, oh girl, you paid me like two months ago. You're good. Like we're done with that to the point almost that I was even like, she did pay, right? But I know she did. It was just funny because it's just so out of sight, out of mind. Because again, automation. I don't even have to think about it. And it saves me so much time because I can utilize that mental capacity somewhere else. Another thing, paying bills. When I first started this business, I literally paid all the bills. Like just sat down and paid them. And now it just comes straight out of my account. And it's so nice because I don't have to remember. I don't have to make sure that I'm on top of it. Like it's just done. And it's super simple. And I don't know who nowadays doesn't use bill pay automatically. Um, But if you're not, you should definitely use it personally and professionally because it's amazing. You don't have to think about it. Again, (laughs) I mean, it's good to make sure you're tracking your finances and everything, but it is nice just to know the money just came out of my account and we're just moving forward. We don't even have to worry about it. Okay, so my next point is make time to be creative. Often, I think as business owners, entrepreneurs who are balancing a dozen other things in our life, we get lost in the hustle and bustle of daily life. We need to make time to be creative. Creativity can be so empowering and so inspirational. Find time in your day or week to focus on being creative. It can be so hard to schedule time to be creative, like when the mood hits, because For me anyways, if I'm like, okay, Tuesday at 5 p.m., I'm going to sit down and be creative. Well, the mood might not strike. So then I'm like, oh, great. The one time that I have a little bit of time to be creative, it's not even there. Well, 
by allowing yourself to slow down and sit peacefully in that realm of being prepared for creativity, I do believe that it allows the creative juices to start flowing. So back to the example, Tuesday at 5 p.m., If you sit down at 5 p.m. and you're not feeling creative, that's okay. You might need to kind of slow down, take a deep breath. For me, in order to get those creative juices flowing, I usually will start drawing. um, Because then just drawing miscellaneously, I'll be like, okay, come on. You want to draw something cool. So then I'll think about it a little bit. And then slowly those creative juices will just start coming. And don't overwhelm yourself with it. Don't force yourself to be like, oh, I have to be creative. This just needs to be time to like chill out and and let that inspiration kick in. Again, for me too, another thing that I'll do is I'll just go for a nature walk or a photo walk. This just means I just take my camera and I just slow down and I just take pictures of the things around me. The beauty in nature is just so inspiring. Like, how can you not love it? I've done it where I wake up super early and I just go sit on our patio to listen to the birds chirp and all the little critters. And it's just being among creation and God's beauty. Like, it's hard not to be inspired. So it's super, super important to create that time to be creative because as entrepreneurs, we can get sucked into just the systems and the processes and the administrative tasks and all of this. But generally speaking, we're all doing this because we have some sort of creativity. We have some sort of drive to do something, to do more. And I think finding that inspiration through that creativity really, really will help you be successful. So make sure that the remainder of the year and into 2023, that you are making time to be creative and to allow yourself to slow down and just be inspired and be empowered. So don't wait for 2023 to make changes and to continue to grow your business. Start now, start today. Use these tips. You can take your business to the next level before we close out 2022, setting yourself up for even bigger and better things in 2023. Work towards a positive mindset, balance, and feeding your soul while also growing your business and focusing on your passion. We've got time left in this year and use it, make the most of it. Like I said, create goals, big or small, lean into your past successes, outsource, even if it's hard to do. I know you control freaks out there are cringing. Use automation, put systems in place for your success and make time to be creative. Until next time, guys, keep on diving in. 